Welcome back. Jordana here. I'm so thrilled to be back with you on C-Speak Minnesota, the language of executives. As always, my co-host is Kate Kelly, the PNC Regional President for Minnesota. And Kate, this week, I'm so excited for our guest, only because really I grew up on General Mills cereal. So I'm thrilled to be on the inside here at General Mills. Oh, I feel the same. I was just thinking about what memories this brought back as I thought about all the products in the background. So I'm looking forward to this. Thanks, Good. Jordana. Good, me too. Well, our guest this month is Kofi Bruce. Kofi is the Chief Financial Officer at General Mills. Now, he assumed his current role in February 2020 after serving as Vice President of their financial operations. Bruce joined General Mills in 2019, excuse me, in 2009 as Vice President treasurer after serving in a variety of senior management positions with Ecolab and Ford Motor Company. He earned his bachelor's degree from Stanford University and an MBA at the University of Michigan Ross School of Business. Kofi, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. Can you tell? <laughs> I can absolutely tell. I need that I, I need that kind of coffee, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Give me the recommendation. Drop it in the in the chat feature here. Well we're so happy to have you here. So welcome. Yes. Oh, thank well, you. Welcome, Kofi. Um, today, we're we're discussing the importance of corporate values and creating a culture of belonging. You know, I understand that the company values played a significant role in your decision to join General Mills. We'd love to hear more about your journey. Sure. I I think um, you know obviously I, I was uh, I, I was a mid career hire at General Mills, and one of the things that um, attracted me to General Mills in addition to its great reputation for being a place to, to develop talent, was, was actually its reputation as a, a leader in diversity and, and equity. And in particular, one of the things that stand, stood out to me was this was one of the first companies that, that you know, I know, I know there's not great recorded history on this, but one of the first companies with um, affinity networks, um, the, the Black Champions Network, which is an affinity group for African-Americans and African heritage individuals uh, in, in, in the company, had been um, stood up in the 90s, right? So this was, you know, a, there was leadership at, the, at this company in a way that I didn't appreciate and understand um, until I actually started talking to them. And, and actually, that was one of the things in the, in the end that, that um, helped tip, uh, tip me to, to, to joining General Mills in 2009. Because you mentioned the Black Champions Network, Kofi, I, I want you to talk a little bit more about that. Those of us outside of General Mills uh, are not as familiar. So share with us what that is. And I want to talk more about the allyship programs that go on inside General Mills. But Absolutely. Black Champions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so the Black Champions Network is effectively a, a group, um, a resource group for employees um, who, who are either uh, of African descent or African-American or employees broadly who, who want to ally with, um, with our, our African and African heritage employees. And you know, a lot of it is really about um, having a, a, a common understanding, a place where you're, you're going through, you know, a, a, I think some of the same challenges in the, in the journey of developing a career in a, in a company. But it's also a place where there's a fair amount of cultural programming um, that we do for the broader organization, um, whether it's uh, February. So we're, we're about to hit February here shortly, and it's Black History Month. Um, Black Champions Network will, will actually um, play a leadership role in um, doing a fair amount of educational activities built around Black History Month and the celebration of Black History Month for the broader organization. So it has been a vital part of what 
you know, started um, what is now a, a, a pretty um, extensive network of affinity groups. You know, we've got one for Hispanic um, employees. We've, we've got one for uh, veterans. We've got affinity groups for um, even for LGBTQ plus um, in the organization. And at the end of the day, it, it all stemmed from this value and this belief that when you bring people together in the workplace, it's not enough to just give them a desk and a computer. Um, that their ability to connect, um, to understand um, and their place in the organization, to be able to bring, um, you know, almost a full measure of who they are um, every day in the work and not have that be a constraint, but to have that be something that, that adds to the quality of the execution of the organization is an amazingly powerful thing. Um, and, and it is part of the reason why we continue to see, even in this environment, strong um, retention rates relative to our, our peers. Uh, we believe it's a, a strong part of why we, we continue to, to be an organization that you know, has, has um, tremendous success recruiting um, diversity, even in, in arguably a place that maybe isn't as, as easy um, always to, 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 to celebrate and appreciate the diversity um, in, in the broader community in Minnesota. And um, we, we, we do, we have consistently and for a long time done a good job, not, not just because of the career development, because I don't think that on its own would be sufficient. So I see these as vital um, to, to the company's execution, to people's engagement, and frankly, to the company's long-term success. Kate, if you don't mind, I just want to jump in with a follow-up here because Kobe, yeah. you're mentioning this, this Black Champions Network began in the 90s. Yes. And um, you alluded to a lot of things I want to follow up in that answer, but specifically General Mills being a Minnesota-based company, we understand that Minnesota is mostly white, which was obviously what you're talking about with finding and retaining good employees, but it also became the epicenter of racial awareness mm -hmm. and police violence during the murder of George Floyd. So I'm thrilled to hear that General Mills has been working on this for decades, but George Floyd's murder changed all of us. Mm -hmm. So how did it change General Mills? How did it change you? And how then did General Mills respond to this global change? Wow, okay, so there's, there's a lot in that question. <laughs> I'll start with the company. Um, I, I think, you know, to, to, the, to your point, we, we, we've, we've always been a, a champion and, and a believer uh, that we needed to invest in the, the local community, whether it was, you know, supporting education and, and, and food, safety um, in, in the Minneapolis community um, we, we, or, or the MLK Breakfast, which we've, we've been the underwriting sponsor of um, and founding sponsor of, which is the largest breakfast celebration of Martin Luther King and his contributions to society and American culture in the country. Um, we were doing those things um, before George Floyd. But I think what, what changed was um, an immediate recognition that we needed to do more with our business partners in the, in the local community to drive um, a platform of change in places where business in particular could have an impact on equity um, and inclusion. And so we sat, we were one of the founding um, and leading members of the Minneapolis Business Coalition for uh, Racial Equity. Um, and we stood that up in the, in the really in the past year. Um, and in fact, uh, one of our, our General Mills employees is now um, the executive director of that, that organization. So um, we continue to see uh, a responsibility um, 
for the community in our backyard. And in particular, as we, we went through the events um, surrounding George Floyd, um, one of the things that was amazingly um, energizing for me um, as leader in the company, but also as, as a black employee in the company and a black leader in the company, my, my CEO was, was out there making a statement within uh, a day and a half. Before I had even talked to him, um, you know, after seeing the the the, the horrific video, um, he he had already been um, in the process of drafting something, and and you know, I I think that seems like a small thing for me to say, but I can tell you that was that was probably not the case in many many um, corporation senior leadership teams. There was a lot of debate. Probably one or two of the people of color um, or or black executives, if they had them. Um, probably had to push to 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 get statements out there to recognize kind of what was going on, and so I, I I find that you know incredibly encouraging and reflective of our our culture, which you know has at the center of it I think a really strong vein of allyship, which I think we became even a little bit more purposeful about as we um, as we we w- witnessed the impact of that event on society and and then you know on our employees. Um, we were already doing courageous conversations and had been for almost five years. And that's a forum where employees can come in and talk about tough social issues, all employees. Um, I, in fact, remember the first one being um, actually right after the, the killing of Philando Castile, which, which I know a, a lot of people may forget. We, we talk about George Floyd and George Floyd's death as a seminal event. I, you know, I, I'm an African-American male and I will tell you my, my, my perspective and my memory goes all the way back to my college days. Um, you know, it started with, uh, with, with, with the beating of Rodney King on video and not understanding how that can be visible to the world and yet accepted. And, you know, it was clear the justice system, you know, was not fully capable of, of, of dealing um, justice um, fairly in, in, and that there, there was a, a different, treatment of, of African-Americans and, and violence against African-Americans in the justice system. So that's been, you know, the good thing about General Mills is we have been welcoming those conversations. And when you welcome those conversations um, in, in a courageous uh, conversation, employees feel like the things that may affect them outside of the office, they can, you know, they can bring those to the office. They're not, a, they're not an added burden. Um, I think that's a critical and profound um, thing to do. It is a very hard thing to do, to, to allow a conversation on a topic such as police violence or um, mental health, or, you know, you, you pick it. We've had, we've had um, courageous conversations going for almost five years now on all sorts of topics. And um, the best part of it is anybody can participate um, and you're there to listen and to, to, to be heard, um, but also to learn. Um, and I think that's, that's part of a thriving organization is that you can do that and still build cohesion and engagement. That's amazing. You know, Kofi, as I'm just hearing about all these initiatives, not just recently, but over decades now, it really speaks to culture. And I was mentioning to Jordana earlier that, you know, I've been observing, I, I'm, Kim Nelson is a good friend of mine, and we're part of the Women Corporate Directors Group. She and I belong to corporate uh, Women Corporate Directors, and just a little over a year ago, we started a committee, Kim leading it, and I'm on the committee with a few other women, 
from that group. And for women of color to have um, go through this cohort group that we have a bunch of workshops so that they can be accelerated onto public boards. And it's been wildly successful. So Kim and I have gotten to know each other quite well. She has spoken to me about um, your Black Champion Network, not just recently, but for over the time. And she used words like it had a deep humanity, you know, brought a deep humanity to the company and it had a deep acceptance. And so I think you've been highlighting that, that it's just that, that culture that people felt more, not, it was not superficial. It's very deep in the organization, which is really exciting. Um, so I was going to ask you more about the courageous conversations, but you touched on that, which is wonderful. <laughs> you know, um, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I know, <laughs> but by the way, Kim says hello. And, um, but she was reflecting on that, uh, that network having galas every year and yeah. Steve Sanger back in the day, he was not a CEO that just stopped by to say hello. She said no. he celebrated with them. He was up on the stage with the band dancing with them. Um, that part really brings it home what you're just saying. It's not just in the in the company, it's the, the lives of everybody and just being good friends and really loving to work with each other, you know? So that's wonderful. No, I, I, I well, first, um, you know, Kim Nelson is a rock star and I, I, I had the privilege of working with her for most of my General Mills career until she decided to, to, to retire and go do other things, um, immensely talented and, and ran businesses, ran our foundation as, as well. So I, I, I think, um, you know, hats off for the work she'd done in her post General Mills career um, as well and not surprised at all by the success. But I, I think your point on culture is exactly right. Um, the, the signal that the organization has sent, um, the embrace of our affinity network starts at the top of the organization. Um, I agree with you, Steve Sanger, um, you know, lit a path, but then Ken Powell followed him and Jeff Harmoning has followed him. And they have all um, seen the value that that unlocks in the organization um, across all our affinity groups, right? Um, so it's not just, you know, Steve dancing up on stage <laughs> with the BCN at the, the BCN gala, but I mean, it's, it's Jeff Harmoning, you know, showing up at the, um, at, at, at the Gay Pride um, event that hosted by our, our Betty's, Betty's uh, family um, network, where he talk, talks about how he champions and supports um, the, the organization. There aren't corners of, of the, the organization where we have affinity groups that don't have senior leadership support. And in fact, every single one has a member of the senior management team, um, uh, at, at least one, um, most of them with multiple as executive sponsors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, it is an important part of what we do as leaders of the organization. Yeah, I got to know Ken Powell on the Federal Reserve Board, and I would agree with you. His leadership, all you know, the, the whole line of leadership has been incredible. Mm -hmm. This conversation is super encouraging for me because uh, in the media, I see a different side of equity and what businesses are doing. And I'm, I'm so glad to now see it from the inside and that there's not only real change happening, but um, you know, programs in place that have been in place, at least at General Mills uh, for decades. Uh, Colby, I, I want to ask you this, because this is a conversation that we have a lot on my show, small business owners, even medium-sized business owners, I understand General Mills is in a whole different level here, uh, yep. they'll tell me, you know, uh, Jor, we, we can't find good candidates of color, 
We can't, we don't, you're laughing because I know you've heard, you probably heard this story. And I tell them, what about the people of color job fair? Well, you know, what are you actively doing? And it's often that they're maybe not looking in the right places or maybe not putting in the effort. So what would you tell um, either business owners or other businesses to find and retain people of color? And then, and it's a two-parter, um, what is your advice to applicants to yeah. break in and maybe dealing with the fact that there are fewer minorities in their new situation? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You, I, your, your multi-part questions are, are you, you, you are like clearly gifted. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 so, so if I, if I lose any, any of the thread there, just, just bring me back to any of the sub questions. I will. <laughs> so, so, what I will say is, is this, um, you're absolutely right. First on the, on the point around recruitment, there are candidates there that we're, we're well past the point where I, I, I find that a credible excuse. Um, and I think there are, there are clearly places to, to look. There are plenty of, uh, to your point, job fairs, professional organizations, you know, um, Hispanic MBA, for example, National Black MBA, National Association of Black Accountants. There are Nishimba. There are, there are organizations like that across the, the nation, and they source talent specifically for um, for this reason, right? That, so if, if you are willing to do a little bit of work, and it's only a little bit, if you have um, more senior jobs, you can hire diversity-focused uh, recruiting firms, and they will bring you a diverse slate, not just diversity candidates, but candidates. Uh, but they will, they are specifically gifted at making sure they go and do that work. If you maybe are a small enough organization where that, that's just not something you have the resources to do on your own. So I, I would sort of push on the, uh, on the first point. But I think the second point is actually probably the, the one where maybe focus needs to be, be put, which is around retention. And, you know, I think some of the things we've talked about, about around values, how your company operates, what what kinds of things you do to make the environment um, engaging and, and welcoming for all of your employees, whether they're you know they're, they're veterans or people of color um, or people with with um, you know a variety of sexual orientation, right? I mean, I think all of that in 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 your organization needs 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 thoughtful um, work. And you can't, it, it's easy to get people in candidly. It's much harder to get them in, keep them engaged and develop their career. And then I think the second, that second point about career development is essential. Um, what I see now is, is some really positive things, which is I think corporate America, corporate boardrooms have woken up to the fact that, gosh, there's really no, we need to do better on diversity, which is great. Um, and, and this may sound a little bit self-serving, but I will say as, you know, sitting in a company that has done really well on diversity and, and is doing a, a good job, we always have more work to do, certainly have more progress to make, I think, on, on uh, black, black managers. But as we, as we look from where we are on a relative basis, I, I would say General Mills is do, has done a, a, a really good job and consistently over time. The challenge now is that that everybody's kind of woken up to this, and so they're going out and hiring people from other companies, and that's that's great for the individuals who get hired. But if you think about it, all we're doing is recycling a lot of the same people of color and black black leaders who are already there or almost already there. 
And what we really need is the pipeline um, to come and start producing leaders in, in all organizations, as opposed to, you know, people coming and rating organizations they know already have a diverse um, cadre of leaders, right? I, I think that's the challenge I would put out there to my corporate peers, um, some of whom are, are actively working on stealing our, our black talent probably as we speak. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's great to create opportunities mid-career for people, but um, I, I actually would appreciate more if we did, we did the work on the front side and building the pipeline, creating the conditions to develop talent within and creating an environment where that talent actually wants to stay and be developed. Um, that's the hard work. That's the you know, stuff that I think is going to make a, a meaningful difference. You know, Kofi, if I could, I would uh, just, a, I have a couple of observations, but your message and your challenge, I think is spot on. You know, my first observation was when I graduated with my MBA from the University of Minnesota, just the recruitment effort, and it was intense, but General Mills was there. They were not, they were doing national recruitment. This is, I don't want to say how many years, de decades ago, you know, so this is a long time ago. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, I totally get it. But, but that, but that is, that was my first observation on just the quality and the hard work that the company was putting into it along with other companies. Yeah. But my fast forward, my other observation is, again, I mentioned this women corporate director group with our women of color pipeline cohort. Um, when we look at the talented women in this cohort that are ready to be on public boards mm -hmm. and they're just positioned, they, there is a huge amount of these women that have general mills in their background. You know, and I just was observing that. And that's why I called Kim just recently. I said, am I right about that? And so I think I think what you just have highlighted and the message that you're sending out to all companies is that that is the work we have to do. And that is a wonderful challenge. So I compliment um, General Mills, not just recently, but over the decades. Um, it's made a difference to, unfortunately, your company and other companies, but also our community. So yeah. hats yeah, off. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. Kofi, is there anything that we didn't ask you? Anything else you want to talk about? Maybe something about General Mills we don't know. Anything you want to throw in? <laughs> well, well, look, I, I, you know, I can never resist an opportunity to make a shameless plug for our products and our, our product portfolio. So, so whether you know, I know we're known for cereal, and, and obviously anything that that surrounds the the world of of, of baking, but we are also um, a dominant player in wholesome natural pet food. So if you have, you know, pooches, a lot of people have been uh, adopting in this uh, new pets in this environment um, because, well, you know, either they're sick of their, their, their human household mates, or um, they just need somebody to go on walks with them. And, you know, uh, we've got blue Buffalo, which is a tremendous um, brand and fits um, even though it feeds your, your pets exceptionally well with the rest of our portfolio in terms of the value it provides to people. So I make that plug. Um, I, I think the the only other thing I'd say is um, I have been eating a ton of cereal in this environment. So you know my 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 go-to dessert has actually been um, a mix of golden grams, um, cinnamon toast crunch, and and rice checks. Um, so th those are my those are my my sort of go-to favorites. But uh, the risk of putting you on the spot and and uh, and and maybe forcing you to reveal that it isn't a General Mills product, um, I, I would ask you what yours is, um, Kate. <laughs> you, you, well, you know what? I think for me, it's generational. I don't have one. I have three that come to mind. Lucky, ah, Char 
Lucky Charms, when I was a kid, I mean, if we got Lucky Charms, I mean, I'm from a family of eight. I mean, that was a treat. And it was just like, it was so, um, again, I have vivid memories. Uh, that sounds like, that sounds like a sibling fight right there. <laughs> I know, I know it. And then there was a Cheerio. So when my girls were young, it was such an easily portable kind of snack that you could, you know, and save. So I remember them being toddlers and Cheerios was our go-to. And then, of course, I love the um, the box covers of Wheaties and the cereal of Champions. I mean, that's just been right. such a, a hallmark of uh, General Mills and just fun to see what you come up with. So those are my three. But again, it stems over how many generations, right? All right. Well, look, I, I'm just glad they're, they're all three um, are, of your, your cereal favorites are General Mills. Um, so that's uh, I'll, I'll take that as a as a win. Well, this was a great conversation, really enlightening. I'm glad we dug deep and thank you for being so open and honest about your experience um, and, and for some advice for some other co um, companies. Kofi Bruce, the CFO at General Mills, I just thank you so much for being on C-Speak with us. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Jordana.